You're listening to Banter with the Boys. Talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rinkside Chirps. I'm your host, Kevin. Today with me, we've got Kyle and Smelty. Smelty, how are you today, buddy? Man, I'm tired. Uh, just got here straight from work and going straight back to work right after, but uh, here to talk some wild for a little bit. Kyle, welcome yeah, back, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I can't, I can't wait to talk some, well, wild, wild have been on a downward spiral, but... We're going to take some positives out of it, or at least try to find some positives. <laughs> but yeah, there's plenty to get to here, so hope you guys enjoy. All right. With that, we got a few different topics we're going to talk about today. Uh, the very first one we're going to talk about, Marco Rossi, Kyle's favorite player to talk about. Um, he's He's got elevated as of the last couple of weeks. There. He's gotten an elevated position with the downturn of some of our offense. Uh, I know currently right now he's with his normal lineup, but he had a bit of an uh, elevated performance. Kyle, what are you thinking so far about Rossi and his his new line? I like it. I mean, the this team needs a spark, and you know, the first line needed a spark, and Rossi has provided it. You know, I I he just looks so he looks you know comfortable to me um, playing with Kirill, and you know, I I didn't know they were going to move um, Zuccarello too. You put Boldy with Kaprizov and Rossi. That, I mean, skill on skill on skill. You know, good things should happen for sure, but. Recent games, Dean, uh, I think, broke that line up. Don't know why, but I think, well, Bally Sports North has been atrocious lately. I haven't been watching. Um, it's, I, I think I took like a three-game, four-game break because Bally Sports North was having a hard time connecting and we're paying you know whatever and and it wasn't just my server it was everybody's server which is annoying so but now they got it fixed um but i did see that dean broke up the line again and went back to zuccarell and hartman for a bit don't know why but hopefully rossi can stay on that line and you know because that's been one of your bright spots right now well, now as of this morning, I think he broke it, broke everything up even again. Yep. I mean, he got injuries and stuff, so he's moving shit around. But uh, I mean, I think you got to leave that line together. I mean, it's kind of like the youth movement, right? It's kind of our three top guys: Kirill, Rossi. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know Kirill. We were waiting forever for him to get here. Rossi fell right in our lap in the draft, which nobody expected. So then we had excitement with him, and then uh, Boldy has just been kind of a nice little. Uh, I mean, I mean he, developed into a nice player. So, yeah, like, he, I think these guys just need more time to play together. I mean, you, you, how are you going to know what you got with them together if you keep if you keep changing it up? And I know hockey's, you know, you know, keep changing lines up, getting different combinations, see what's working, see what's not. But it, you got to give it a little bit more time, I think. So I agree. I, I think personally, looking at the stats right now for those four games where they were paired up, this is some of my crazy notes that I've got. So Wait, I've got so the four games that it was that line. Correct. Yep. Okay. So I've got four games. It was November second against the Devils, the fourth against the Rangers, seventh against the Islanders, and then the ninth against the Rangers again. Uh, we had four games where that lineup was together. It was Rossi uh, centering Boldy and Kaprizov again. 
I agree. I like that elevated role. I think it's a great lineup. Would I have liked to see Zuccarello in there for a touch? Maybe a little bit just to see does Kaprizov and that, that Zuccarello kind of chemistry come back a little bit? Maybe, but I'm not like upset about the, that not being the case. I like the fact that Boldy got a shot. The kid's been playing well. He's back from the injury. I'm hoping he can stick it out. So personally, looking at the stats from those games, I'll go just game by game real quick. First game, November 2nd against the Devils. The, that lineup combo had two goals, three assists. Second game against the Rangers, one goal, two assists. Third game against the Islanders was one goal and an assist. And then the fourth game, which is, I would assume, probably why they got disbanded. They were the second line not the top line they got zero goals zero assists and they had a total of about six shots amongst the three of them all game so their well, performance but, dwindled over those four games what was the fourth game again that was that ass no. rangers game that was at <laughs> yes yeah, we got it was really bad i mean one. the whole team yeah, sucked. the whole team was yeah. the whole team sucks so i'm not surprised they got zero points so how many points total then in those first three games first three games for that lineup? Four, uh, four goals and six assists in the first three games total i'm not mad about it you get some performance. You get some production. Obviously, you had Kaprizov as the number one guy. He had two goals for himself. Uh, Rossi had himself a couple of goals. Uh, and then uh, Boley was the assist king there. He had uh, two, three, four assists in total. So Which, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I'm not I, mad. I, I'm shocked after, what, one game? I mean, that, that was probably all bad. I mean, bad play from everybody. Yes. Dean decides to break up that line and go back to the other line. Yeah, uh, I don't understand that. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm not, I'm that, I'm not too disappointed with that. Um, but no. I, I would have, I don't, I don't get why go back to the. I just, I don't get it after Dean Evison's so, you know, like, especially what we've seen through a year. I mean, Ryan Hartman and Zuccarello, Kaprizov, that line, that line has been together for what since Kirill's got here right. pretty yep. much. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. To, to, to just completely go away from that after three games when something's clicking. But again, the, uh, like the last game obviously was a bad performance, but that kind of doesn't really add up to me. Did either of you guys catch the game yesterday? What an ass whooping that was. Wait, did, what was the top? What was the, what was the Kirill line yesterday? Cause I can't remember. I know I watched a good chunk of it and then was disgusted, but what are, you, are you talking stats for that line, or what? No, are we... I, I'm just saying like who was on his line yesterday. Like what line did they? Uh, let me pull it up. Pretty here sure in it was seconds. Zuccarello and Hartman. And uh, and Krill. Well, okay. I think they mixed it up. Mm. Like it, it wasn't. Was. A, yeah, it was like a mix. Yep. Of... So thank you to the themorningpuck.com. Oh, I will yeah. shout them out later as well for some stats that I have about the defense. But line combinations last night were again uh, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Hartman on the same line again. They had a single goal last night with one assist. Total of five shots amongst the three of them, uh, an average of about 15-ish minutes of ice time amongst the three of them. Again, thank you, themorningpuck.com. Not sponsored, but their stats are awesome. 15? Huh. That seems... Yep, so Kaprizov... God, what, what the... What were the rest of the lines time? Yeah, so Kaprizov on that line was 16 minutes, 49 seconds. Zuccarello was 16.27. Then Hartman was 13.02, bringing the average down a little bit. What, what's um, the average of the other lines, forward uh, lines? So Pat like Maroon, Eric Snack, and Felino, uh 13-24, so about 15 minutes for the Felino line. Uh, Boldy, Johansson, enough. Rossi, uh, probably about a 16 minutes uh, average there. And then Connor Dewar, Vinny Letary, and Brandon Duhame, uh anywhere from 6 minutes to 14, so you probably call it about 10. 
I mean, mm. they did take what eight penalties that game. Yeah. So a lot of oh. it, a lot of it was special teams. That's by it. the way, hundred thousand um, percent. Sure. So that's actually going to skew those numbers. Yeah. I'm sure. I didn't even think yeah, about that. It You're was, 100% correct. Yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know, eight penalties or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Just stupid. It was bad. It was bad. But we can we can definitely talk about yeah, we'll talk the, about that that game here in a little bit. Um, so going thinking back to the Rossi elevated play, I'm happy to see his production there again. Over those last four games on that line, he had a goal uh, and a couple of assists, which I'm not too upset about. Again, uh, his ice time kind of dwindled towards the end of it. Not the greatest, but I would have liked to personally have seen that lineup stay the same. If anything, mm-hmm. maybe drop Boldy down and put Zuccarello back up there again. Um, but disappointed to see him drop back down in the lineup. Uh, obviously last night. Uh, with the the lineup there, he was on Boldy and Johansson's line, which of course they didn't produce anything. Uh, Rossi and Boldy did have an assist though, so um, that's that's kind of what I've got for for the Rossi elevated play. Kyle, do you have any final thoughts or Smelzy? Anything else? No, you nailed it. I mean, I, I want to see him like with the top line. I I don't want to see him, you know, going back back and forth here. It's 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 only been three games since you know you elevate him to the first line, and then you're. I mean, I get that the team's struggling a bit, but man, you, you just leave your skill guys with your skill guys because we we definitely need it right now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think I'm gonna these next few games. Looking forward in general, I think it's just something more for I know me to pay attention to because I I I played goalie, so I'm more of a goalie guy anyway. Um, not that I don't pay attention to the game as a whole because you have to, but. Uh, I just, it's just something to keep an eye on, um, you know, for me personally, like the di- different line combinations. Let's let's plug him in there. Let's plug him in there and really see if there's some sort of, um, not rhythm, but... Uh, yeah, I think rhythm is a good point. Yeah, yeah, rhythm, like chemistry. Sort of chemistry yeah. or just something as far as like what Dean's trying to do. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is like he keeps changing it up. So I want to try to see if like, try to get in the mind of Dean. Like yeah. what is he seeing that he's trying to do? I don't know. Just, yeah, I'm just curious you know, at the line combinations going forward for sure. sure. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't understand. Um, after him just being so, so can, you know, um, what's the word, um, consistent with lines throughout, you know, the years we've had them, the, uh, deciding to yeah, the change al- the almost um, like refusing to change. Refusing. Lines. Yes, now, exactly. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens though. And moving on to our next segment here, really quick, I want to just talk about the current state of the Wild right now as it sits. Today is November 13th, Monday. The Wild are currently at a record of five wins, eight wonderful losses, and two overtime losses, currently on a three-game losing streak. Um, With that being said, the last week we had a little bit of shuffling going around. Um, Kalen Addison got traded, sent him out to San Jose for pretty much, as, as Smeltzy mentioned a second ago, some loose change. Uh, we sent him off. We ended up getting a player in return, which didn't produce anything in the AHL, and also a sixth-round pick. And in turn, we additionally got Zach Bogosian for a seventh-round pick, only a $25,000 difference in salary cap from Bogosian to Addison, really just being a six-man D-man to six-man D-man. Maybe Judd Brackett can nail that uh, fifth-round pick. Uh, maybe that can turn on to do a, another Kaprizov, but we'll see. We can uh, only hope so. I'll tell you what were you going to did you want to kick us off here with the Addison trade? Yeah, no, just, yeah, confirming we, we gave up a, or we got back a, a fifth round in Adam Raska from the Sharks for Addison. Um, and a lot of Wild fans freaked the hell out about this situation. Um, I follow a lot of 
random fan pages on Facebook. It's all Facebook's good for for me. Same. But uh, other than Marketplace, buddy, you're hey. my Marketplace friend. Marketplace, yeah. let's yeah. go. Yeah, way too much time. Anyway, <laughs> I, I get why people are upset because he's got an offensive potential, and I mean, we've seen that, obviously. But there has absolutely been no sign of any defensive potential for me personally. So, like, the fact that he was already sitting kind of started giving you ideas that he was probably they're looking to move him. And then the fact that they did also told me that Spurgeon would probably be back um, either, you know, very, very soon. And he was back next game. So and then they go out and get Bogo, who's more of a physical force uh, on the D line. Definitely going to be our in our third pairing. But um, bring some size and a little more physicality to our defense, which I, I think is needed. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how Addison does in San Jose. He'll probably thrive. You know, because anybody the Wild get rid of Thrive typically, um, although you don't hear too much of Granlin and Charlie Coyle much anymore. Yeah, there's definitely been a few uh, quote unquote uh, busts, if you will, going elsewhere out of out of the Minneapolis here, out of, out of this the state of hockey. But thinking about, um, I did see an article that was written with Addison making a quote, um, something about how he didn't really expect it, which to me is kind of sounds weird. I'm pretty sure he did know it was coming, but also uh, he said it was a new opportunity for him. I think a change of pace is good, change of scenery is good for anybody, regardless of who you are. Uh, to your point, Smelty, I do believe that uh, he was on the way out. There was rumors and there was. Um, some some comments written in articles that him and Dean didn't really get along. Dino wasn't very pleased with his performance and just wasn't very happy just in general with him. Well, and it's just like, who knows how much money Addison will actually garner because he's on a one-year deal right now. Yep. We, we signed him to like a one-year prove-it deal, right? So far, he hasn't proved episode. it, right? Yeah. But like, even so, maybe we just knew we probably weren't going to keep him anyway. So you just had to kind of, you know, in a way, get what you can for him. Give him a shot. Yeah, no, I, I think and it's... Now, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Go no, ahead. I'm just saying, and now we got some young guys coming up that can maybe get some playing time. What's, yeah. what's his yeah. name? Damian Hunt. Um, oh, Damian Hunt. He's I mean, here right now. The Wild are... Nervous, you know, yeah, get, get some runs. get some yeah. of these guys some more NHL experience and see what they can do. Yeah, we got Mermis here right now. I know Hunt is on the trip at the moment as well. He's played a couple of games recently. I know, Kyle, you're kind of our, uh, our, 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 our local... Um, uh, what's the the term I'm looking for? Elite hockey mind. Yeah, there you go. Elite oh hockey mind. Yeah, I know you're more of our, our prospect, our prospect guy. What yeah. do we got going on in Iowa as I, far as the defense is concerned? And then I'll mean, bring I us really to our f- next topic. Iowa. I mean, Damon Damon Hunt's your guy. Um, but like looking, I mean, with Jack Pierce, you know, with St. Cloud, uh, Petro. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Petrovsky. He's Czech. He's good. Carson Lambos. Uh, I mean. There's a lot of young talent coming up um, in the Minnesota Wilds uh, prospect pool for defensemen. But, yeah, I I mean, the, the trade kind of surprised me a little bit just because, I mean, it's still early on in the season. Um, and it seemed like Bill Guerin and Evison kind of gained uh, Addison's respect going into, you know, like making the team and stuff. As soon as the Wild changed up their power play, I think it was like, I think this was multiple or this was probably, um, probably a couple days before the trade. They, they sent out five forwards and Addison wasn't the guy up top on the power play on the saying? power play. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, okay, that's weird. And then not the next day, but I think it was the following day he gets traded. And I was like, Oh, that's probably why. Um, yeah, I, I thought he would bring a little bit more, power play i mean he definitely he shot the puck a lot but the the pucks weren't getting you know they were either getting deflected uh they weren't scoring goals 
Um, I, I'm kind of surprised they don't have Faber up there, to be honest with you. Um, mm. He brings so much to yes. uh, so much offensive spark. Um, I so I hope Faber gets a chance at at PP one or I mean, because I, I think he's so dangerous with the puck and he just he deserves a chance at least. I mean, um, but no, that that trade kind of did take me by surprise um, just knowing the, you know, the skill he has. Um but again, I didn't. None of these games, I I was like, oh wow, Kalen Addison, like look at him, like he he really, you know, played what he was probably our best defenseman, like, and you know, get, knowing Garen and Evison, if you're not gonna play defense, your your ass you're is getting yeah, yeah, your ass is getting shipped. Yeah. Um, you know, he he got the opportunity, and um, he just didn't produce, and you know. He, um, we said goodbye he's and he's out of here go. and hopefully we get a decent prospect with that fifth round pick. Well, speaking of prospects and picks, talking about some of our, our defensive woes as of late, again, we're on a three game losing streak right now. The boys need some friggin' help. Uh, I got a little bit of numbers here, boys. I'm not quite sure, um, how they'll all kind of stack <laughs> together, but, um, let me pull these together. So lack of consistency on the defensive pairings for me has been one of the banes of our existence personally. As of, again, thank you to the themorningpuck.com. Again, not sponsored, but these guys have incredible stats. Super cool to work with. Um, they have had 12 different defensive pairings this entire season. 15 games in, 12 different defensive pairings. Most notably, Kyle's favorites, the number one defensive pairing in the league, uh, Brodeen and Faber paired up 10 games total this season so far as a te- as a, uh, a defensive pair, and then 10 games for Mermis and Middleton. They got a total of six together, including last night's game. So the lack of consistency for me is probably part of that. I don't know how many block shots we've got. A lot of the defense is blocking shots, getting in the way, but we need some help. Goaltending hasn't been great either, but similar to what I've always heard in soccer, it's not the goaltender's fault. If the ball gets to him, it's it's already kind of a lost cause. Similar to hockey, it's not always the goaltender's fault. You got five other guys in front of him. But your goaltender does need to be your best penalty. Agreed. Player. Agreed. Absolutely. And last game, I think, was a big proponent of that. We were on the PK eight times last night. But um, our but, defense needs some help. But when you're on the penalty K penalty kill, like you said, eight times, that, that's obviously a lot. Usually it's not that much, right? Yeah. But even two, three times, dude, that's kind of unacceptable. As as a goalie, like you're now you gotta keep an eye on everybody. And they're they're gonna have a man somewhere that's not covered, and you just need to know where he is in your brain at all times. If he moves over here, now he's gotta move over there in your brain too. You just gotta know where he is at all times. So I mean, playing from playing on a on a penalty kill all the time, you're playing from behind already. It just sucks. Like yep. you're losing energy. It's just it's just not. It's unacceptable to me. I'm disappointed. And with our defense right now, we're at, we're at 63 goals against this season, which is second freaking highest in the league, behind Kellen Addison's new team, the San Jose Sharks, with 66. So we're really not that far off from being the worst in the league with goals against. Did your, what is it called, Morning Puck? Themorningpuck.com. Did they, themorningpuck.com. <laughs> um, did they, uh, did they, do they have any numbers on like odd man rushes or anything like that? That I didn't or see. Or breakaways, okay. Because that's that. That's the thing I've noticed. The games I have been able to catch uh, at, a, at a length, um, you just see the odd man rushes all game. Or, or straight up breakaways like you can't expect your goalie to stop him every time now I will say there's some there's some shots that are just 
They're literally you, floating you would think, in. You would yep. think you would you would be able to save that. Um, I'm no NHL goalie, but you would think you'd be able to get there, and they're just not getting there. So I will say the goalie play also is just not good right now, um, especially from Gus. Flower seems like he was kind of getting it together, played okay in the shootout, um, but also lost a shootout. So it's I, – I don't want them to bring up any other goalie right now, but um, they brought up Walstead just for that trip that's coming up to Sweden. Obviously, we talked before we started recording, probably as a an emergency backup situation. Yeah. But knock on wood, it either. But I think there. I think you know if your defense in front of you is not playing well, how, I mean you're not going to play well either. You can play out of your mind and still not play. You know, still not play, win games. I agree. You know, so yeah. but I'm not saying it's all on the defense. I mean, the goalie play is definitely part of it. I mean, as a whole, yep. the team as a whole. Is just I I don't know. We'll get into that when we start talking about some Dean, but we're in the dumps. I just don't get it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are. Looking at it right now, though, on a little bit of a positive note for the defense, the captain, Jared Spurgeon, has returned from injury. He's been back for a game or two now. Have you guys seen his play at all? How do you think he's feeling? Do you think he's back to to full hundred percent? Do you think he's still milking it or not milking it, but still kind of recovering? And they're just like, dude, we need you. Figure it out. Still kind of getting back used to game speed, I think. Sure. Because he didn't even play a game yet this season. You mentioned under the day that he had actually been in regular season. I think it was the last preseason game is when he got injured. I I think I can't remember. But like, I know even if it wasn't, it was the first game of the season then or something. It was dumb early. So I think he's just easing his way back into the knocking the rust off. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, Spurgeon's been okay, but yeah, he's still still knocking the rust off. But Boy, does uh, Middleton need Spurgeon. Um, Middleton's a minus seven on the season. Um, he hasn't looked good at all, um, which kind of surprised me because last year he was just so consistent. But, again, he's with Spurgeon. So um, hopefully that pairing um, can get it together because we desperately need it right now. Um, we need something. Um, but also it, it does hurt that Goudreau's out too. I mean, special teams, uh, you know, he's our penalty killer you know, with him and Eck out there up front, um, with Spurgeon out there too. So, um, you know, I, I think the penalty kill will get better when, when we're, you know, hundred percent, but right now, uh, they need to grind out some games, um, very quick because the central division is super competitive. We all know that. Um, so they're just going to have to grind it out and hopefully not get, <laughs> not get any more injuries here. Hopefully we can stay out of the box. Hopefully we can stay out oh of the injury God. reserve list. Time will tell as to how things are going to go with our defensive woes. Moving on to our next segment here. We did touch a little bit on the goaltenders here so far this season. Um, obviously, we have our goaltending tandem of Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. Last night's game was was pretty abysmal. Not much there else to say on that one. Uh, but, Smelsy, I know you got some thoughts on the, tending, uh, the goaltending this season so far. What do you got, buddy? I mean, just looking at at the tandem as a whole, right? Um, you know, honestly, to me, I thought Gus was going to come into the season and just kill it, to be honest with you. Um, Same here, he buddy. wrapped up the season pretty well, and I was like, okay, I felt kind of confident with Gus being our number one and then Fleury kind of being our number yeah, two. Yeah, especially after game one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, the, right. the Panther game. Right, and I thought that Fleury would, would be fine, and Fleury's kind of starting to play better now as the games kind of go on, as he's starting to get into the season. Um, but all in all, they still look rough. I mean, if you just if you're just looking at a stat line, right, which is nothing special, anybody can do this. But if you take a look, I mean, Flurry's three point four one goals against, 
and Goss's 4.64 goals against. I mean, that is just, oh my God. E- even even Flurries is bad, but Goss at 4.6, dude, are you kidding me? That's bad. Yeah, you can't, that's... and I know the defense is playing bad. I know that, and I and I do blame the defense for a lot, but like at some point it's on you as well. And like you were just mentioning, Kyle, before we even started getting going on the pod, how both goalies are under 900 save mm-hmm. percentage. Yep, yeah, you flowers correct. at flowers at 879 with Gus at 872. It's bad, bro. Yeah, Flurry and Gustafson have allowed four or more goals in 10 of 15 games this season. Holy shit. The Minnesota Wild are one and eight. In those games. Well, yeah. One, eight, no, one, eight, and one. One, yeah. eight, and one. Yeah, I would one, imagine eight, if you're going to let up so, four goals a game, you're losing that shit. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, there's no answer. There's no, there's no answer for this, really. Um, no, you don't bring Jesper Wall set up. That is a bad idea. Leave him down there. Now, he just got called up again, like we've already mentioned, for their little trip to Sweden, which makes sense as an emergency goalie. I would imagine he would practice with the team. Might as well. What else are you going to do? Um, but I don't think he's going to play. Uh, I think you need to wait till next year for him. Now, I think if somebody approaches the Wild, they're like, hey, we want Flower on our team so we can make a cup run, which I don't see anybody doing right no. now. Um no. You know, go for it, <laughs> probably, right? I'm still going to have a flurry jersey someday because I still think it's crazy that he's playing for my Minnesota Wild. I never would have guessed. He's still a Hall of Fame tendy, but it's it's it. This is the end of the road for him. Uh, Gus, this is not a good look for Gus either. Um, I, I think you do expect to see Jesper up next season, however. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, but, yeah, they... It's one game at a time. That's the only way I see any light at the end of the tunnel here for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, just grind out a game, win one game, you know, use that momentum in the next game. Kind of like what the Vikings are doing right now, just stacking up wins. But, yeah, they just got to grind it out. They can't bring anybody up. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for them, but if you hey, if you if you win one and, you know, you got some momentum on you. You can go on a roll. You can go on a roll. You, tons of teams have done it. So yeah. But. Well, like I said before, we're in a three-game losing streak right now. If somebody were to get hot, get a couple of goals under our belts, I feel like the big thing for the Wild too is we're always playing from behind. It's not very often where you come out into a game and we're playing with a two or three goal lead. It's hey, we've got a single goal lead, and thirty seconds to five minutes later, Good it's luck. tied up, or we're just getting shit on and we're we're losing again. Yeah, it's like get we, we go on. It's like we go on the penalty. Yep. It's power play goal. You know, especially the teams that we played. I mean. Yep. I don't know what the star. I know the stars, the 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 Rangers, the Islanders, uh, even the Sabers. I think all of them are in the top ten for power play percentage, and so they're. I mean, what what did the stars go five for five or something? It was something five for ridiculous. five, and then two shorthanded goals. I mean, it was. It was oh, bad. It was crazy. Yeah, I saw the article that Russo had written, or I think it was Joe Smith because Russo was on yeah, vacation or something. Uh, he mentioned this is a, a tweet from or. There's a, a mention, a quote from the, the head coach of Dallas saying, if you're going to give us those, we're going to make you pay for it. And it's the exact same thing that we saw last year in the playoffs. And in Vegas when DeBoer was in Vegas. 100%. DeBoer's it's always the same got a number. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
he's got a number and there's not much that we can do about it. And especially if you play like hot garbage, like we did yesterday, you get an eight to two or eight to three, just ass whooping. And it ends up taking Marc-Andre Fleury's uh, goals against average. Before last night's game, he was a 2.75. After last night's game, he was up to Smouncy's point of 3.41. Okay, so what was he at? 2.75? 2.75. See, that makes sense. Yep. That makes sense because, like I said, he, w- he was playing better as of late. Yep. Uh, like I said, I, I redid the stats for since we last recorded the last pod, which also was not um, including last night. Holy crap, sorry. Um, which... <laughs> I don't know if somebody wants to do some quick math here. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get the actual percentage, but um, what do you got on 186 shots against? Flower gave up 19 goals, so I don't know what that percentage is. I'm not a mathematician off the top of my noggin. Tyler, I gotta ask you something. It's about 10 point 10 percent roughly. It's about 10 percent huh? goals. Sorry. So you're saying it was 186 shots? He let in how many goals? 19. 19. So it'd be 19 divided by the 186 would be, sorry, other way around. No. Okay, 186 yeah, yeah, yeah. divided by 19, uh, 9.78, 9.79, so almost 10%. 9.79? That's not bad. It's not great, but... Wait, did you say 9.7? We're doing our math wrong, bro. That's the number. That can't you, be. You guys, you guys can't probably got to flip. Anyways, um, that was fun. Let me ask you... Um, Tyler, are you surprised? Are you guys surprised? Um, you know, I, I know uh, last last night's game was just so bad in all aspects of the game. But um, w- if you were the coach, would you would you pull Flower when he's when it's the f- fifth or sixth goal? Yes. Or or or, or um, you know, I know like let's say you know why wouldn't you try to spark anything? I I, I get that. You know the game's pretty much almost over, but just it. I feel like it doesn't do the team any good leaving Flower in net for the entire game. Um, but yeah, like even after the fourth or the fifth, I mean, change up something, right? Like I know Dean Evison's been one of those type of guys where he hates to pull folks. I figured it out. <laughs> we, we just didn't move the decimal point over. We, no, we? you got to divide the number of saves by the number of shots. So it comes oh, out to be an 897 save percentage. Okay, so Gosh, that, that makes yeah, sense. So yep. Still... Sorry, we're clearly not mathematicians around here here at Banner with the boys. I still apologize. Under nine, but... Good save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so not horrible, right? And that in that length uh, in those games which would have been 12 games that i accounted for again 13 being last night which i didn't add to this um flower was three three and one and that that one is uh a shootout loss loss, right and then he also had a shootout win in that yep so mm, trending in the right direction but we always we talked about it in the very first episode this year too that that flower tends to play well in the beginning of the season and then taper off towards the end of the year as well so do you, to Kyle's point, do you think it would have been worth pulling him in that case there? I'm not mad about Dean Evison leaving him in there, to be quite frank. We didn't play well regardless as a team. Let the boys fight back. Let them try to find something. Because I heard also in the postgame interview with Evison that he was telling me that he was saying that players on the bench were saying, go out there. Don't turn pucks over. Don't turn pucks over. And that exact same person would go out there, turn a puck over. And then they would just kind of get all in their heads as well. So I'm not mad about him leaving them in there, letting them all try to fight back and fight for something. No, I'm, I'm just worried about, like, confidence-wise. So I mean, eight's a huge number, right? 
ATP's but like, number, but he was pissed at for two. Yeah, I, I know Flurry's. You know, he he probably well, just doesn't give I, a, he doesn't give a shit. Like I, he's like, oh well, okay, not my fault, but like yeah. that sucks. But <laughs> at the same time, I feel like if I were to let up five or six, like by the sixth goal, I I think I would lose a little bit of confidence. I'm a, and I don't know if I, I don't know. Like I, I've never been a goalie, but like yeah, can to you be re- honest, like I, I've played in a couple leagues at Mariucci and stuff, and uh, you know I'm kind of a sieve, so like you know after like that fifth one or whatever, yeah. I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. Like yep. it's not gonna get better than five, right? I just don't want that number to hit six now, and that's kind of the mentality that you got to get in when you're having a rough game like that. Um, you know, it's almost it's that's almost harder for me than like if I have five minutes left in the third and I'm borderline shutout, which of course now I get nervous cause I like getting shutouts, but yep, yep. like it's almost harder to not let up that six goal than the one for the shutout. You know what I mean? Like, right. To, but, in, in mentality wise. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was just like, so six goes in seven goes in. Now you're at eight. And it's, I feel like that would just, I don't know. He's also been in the league forever. I, I know. Like I, I, right, right. I, and he's a professional. So, like, yeah. today he probably woke up and was like, New day. Well, that sucked, but let's fly I got to go get it. You know, yeah. if you know, you just have to go get it again. Yeah. If you love it, you have to go get it. And I, I think, I again, I'm not mad that Everson let Flurry sit there and marinate in that one because everybody marinated in it. It wasn't like Flurry got to take the easy way out after two goals and then Gus came in and gave up six. It's no. Flurry gave up all eight and the guys in front of him played like dog shit. I, I'm not mad that he left him in there. I think it was kind of an awakening, which he also talked about this morning as well, was today's practice was going to be a whooping. And from what it sounds like, it was. And I don't even think Dean Evison has ever really pulled any any of our goalies if they even had a bad game. Like He definitely he, he, has. Well, but not, has not, not a lot. Not, not often. often. No, yeah. no. Yeah. he just leaves nope. him in there. He, he, likes to, he likes to let the guys fight for it um, and, and, and try to pull it back together for the team and for the group. Well, I mean, if we're done with goalies, yeah. we, we might as well talk about Dean at this point. Let's talk I about mean, him. What, what does he have to do at this point to get to light a fire? I mean, who knows what happened at practice today other than more new line combinations. No, I don't know. But Maybe maybe new line combinations. No, there was. But there I'll was, pull them up for you. Uh, skate, I'm guessing a lot of skating, a lot of, a lot of Herbies, um, lightning drills. going to be an ass. My um, assumption, from my understanding, it was an ass whooping. I mean, you can't go eight and two or three against the Stars. Just the, the team that, that took you out last year in the postseason and let them just walk you like that, especially against all the penalties that they took, all the undisciplined penalties as well. Like, and don't freak, you know, obviously don't get me wrong. They went down a guy because of a five-minute major in a game misconduct for, for the, the cross-checking or whatever call against, uh, I think it was Duhame. But still. I mean, there's been so many slow starts this year. Like, first period alone, I think, I don't know how many I've seen yet, but there's been at least a few games that they've had three or four shots. They just come completely, like, yep. come out flat, and it's like, oh, like, here we go again. Like, why this is like Mike Yo era right now. Like, is it right now? I, I, I mean, like Dean or not, um, you know, if stuff isn't working um, and they continue to not work, um, I, I, I really think Dean's on the hot seat. I mean, we saw it with um, what's his name? Woodcraft or from the Oilers. He just got canned. He gone to, I think the Oilers were like two and eight, like worst team in the NHL. Yeah. And they won the next Cup night. contender. Yeah. And they, they saw won the next game. Yeah. I, 
I don't know if he lost his if he's lost the room or not or. Uh, it, well, that's I think that's a question yeah, you have to you ask. You got it. You have point, yeah. I mean because he could have that. I was literally thinking of that to myself on the way over here. Like I don't think he has, but it's really starting to trend that direction. Like our guys just not and not after, taking what he's saying. And there's a lot of yeah. There's been so many games where they're just off to a slow slow start. Like first period is just a dumpster fire and then they come back in the second play better and then you're playing catch up at that point so well, it's like, really hard yeah, that was to catch. Yeah, it's, it's hard to win games when you're down uh down a goal or two but yeah like it's it just seems like uh he, he may have lost the room or something so I, so i i think to that point who just came back two games ago your captain if your captain's not in there with you guys every day playing in those games, you're left with then three assistant captains, which was Eriksenek, Kaprizov, and Felino. Kaprizov, obviously, is learning English. He's way better with English, and he's been speaking up a bit more. Eriksenek, we know him as a little bit more of a timid player, but he will stand up for everybody. And Felino, I think, as I'm, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna throw him in here, took over Dumba's spot as well, where he was very vocal. Every article that I read about the assistant captains when Dumba got traded out and Kaprizov got the A was Dumbo was very, very vocal. Kaprizov had to fill those shoes. You lose Spurgeon, who is your captain, who obviously is kind of like a squeamish mouse at some points is not very vocal. We don't know what happens behind those closed doors. After the whooping last night was a very long closed door meeting. I'd love to know what happened in that meeting because right now your captains need to step up. I will give Spurgeon credit. Your team just gets shit on eight to three or eight to two at home on hockey fights, cancer night. And what happens after that long closed door meeting? Spurgeon goes out there, talks to Kevin Gorg, and takes on the chin. He's your captain, answering those hard questions. Uh, Wes Walls, as much as everyone hates him, he said the exact same thing I just said, and I appreciated him saying it because he's true. It's 100% right. Your captain's got to be the one being vocal, stepping up there for you guys. And did Dean lose the room? Has he lost the room? I think he might have. But also, who is the leadership in the group? You just Your captain hasn't been in there for two, three weeks. Who do you got? You got Kaprizov. Maybe he's up there screaming Which at people. Which is really weird because Spurgeon isn't. He's not he's vocal. He's not vocal. No. And, and honestly, I think Mar- Maroon is pretty vocal. I, th- I think Felino is vocal. I, I think mm-hmm. when Zuccarello is pissed, he's vocal. And he he, he has been kind of pissed yeah. uh, lately, rightfully so. But yeah, like. I'm just, I'm, I'm disappointed with, with the play that we've had so far. I, I don't think Dean's lost the room yet. But uh, it, uh, right. if. But it's trending it's, that way. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not looking good. I'll, I'll predict it here. This is now the second losing streak we've had this season. The first one was four games. We came back with a win. Now we're on three games. We have a few days off until, was it, like, I think Thursday or Friday, maybe Saturday when we play in Sweden, which is great. If we, if we lose that game and come back here, maybe lose another one, I think Dean's gone. Dan, oh, you think he's gone this early? I think he's gone. Oh, it's, wow. Don't get me wrong. Bill Guerin has a lot of things to take on and a lot of things that he has to look into. But right now we've got two years until our cap space is taken care of. And we have a shot of the cup potentially because we get that money back. Oh, you're saying in two years. Yep. In two I was years. like, we have no shot at a cup. No, no, right no, no. no. In two years okay. when we get our money back for the Parisian suitor contracts, yeah. I think in this right now, it's a lot of just make it through, make it through, make it through. Well, and that's the thing that frustrates me about all these wild pages and all this crap talking on BG. Like, First off, he didn't sign Suter and Parisi to those freaking deals. Second off, the Suter and Parisi deals are tied for seventh for the biggest NHL contracts of all time. Of all time. 
You know who else freaking did some shit like that? The Chicago Blackhawks. They signed um, Patty Kane and Jonathan Taze to big deals the same year they won the cup. They did not win another cup after they signed both those guys to such massive deals because you can't build the rest of the team around them. You can't. Pittsburgh went out and won a cup after signing Crosby and Malkin to two massive deals a few years after they signed them. Crosby signed his in 13 and Malkin signed his in 14. But like... And they won in like 16 and 17 or 15 and 16. I can't. No, no. 15, I'm sorry, was Blackhawks. Then Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, 16 and 17. But my, my point is, is like, you can, it's so hard to build a team unless you have a crap ton of young guys. That's why people are so frustrated with BG signing Zooks, um, Hartman, and who's he, Felino to. Yeah. To such three, four year bigger deals. kind of bigger deals for those types of guys. Yep. Those are bridge deals, people. Mm-hmm. That's to get us through these two years and to stay competitive. Yep. If the Wild weren't competitive, the state would start on fire. <laughs> the, it already is, and they're upset that we're losing. What do you expect? We can't do that, anything. That's about where it. I'm at. What yeah. do you expect? And people getting mad at BG for something he really had. He's trying. He was handed a mess, and he's trying to clean it up. That's what he's trying to do with no money. Yeah. So also I building, don't think you can do anything until those two also years. Also building a re- pretty good prospect pool. That's what Him I mean. And Judd Brackett, yes. Like a hundred percent. As as much I mean, we all want the wild or any Minnesota sport team to win a win a championship someday, but State of hockey. Yes. Allegedly. And, and like now we are. Um as I as I was gonna say, uh but yeah, like I it hurts to say it, but we you guys just need patience. Um, give these, you know, younger guys to develop. Uh, wait till Suter and Parisi's deal go out the door, um, and then you got um, the, you know, the free agent class. After that, looks pretty, pretty nice. You got Leon Drysaddle right up there. Offer him the bag, um, but you can't really, ju- you can't really judge Garen too much um, yet, um, just because. There's, you can't do a lot right now. Um, but it'll be really interesting and fun. Probably the most, I'm going to predict the most fun um, when he's when he has all this money to play with. No, and I 100% agree with you. But and yes, we, got, we, got, we just have to stay patient. I know it hurts. We've been patient for 23 damn years. But there is light at the end of the tunnel here. And what you said, like we have a good prospect pool. That yes. pool keeps gaining experience and growing. Hired, and yep. then we hit the free agent market. Yep. Judd Brackett has been on fire for the most part with his picks. Um, last year was a little bit weird. Uh, still, still don't know about Strammel, but we'll see how he does at Wisconsin this year. Um, but yeah, other than that, he's, I mean, it's it's the Fairweathers, sorry, but yeah, it's the I, Fairweather fans that don't pay attention to prospects. Right. They don't understand. They just see Minnesota Wild and they live here and they're like, oh, we should be amazing because we're the state of hockey. No, we're the state of hockey because a lot of people grow up with damn skates on their feet. We're not trading first round picks. That's what I was just going to say. Fletcher's the, era, we traded was, everything. Right, right. Yeah, I think those um, Fairweather fans are, are surprised because at this point, they don't know what the hell to do with the the prospects that we've got now because they're always been traded <laughs> to your point. It's the Fletcher era of trading everything we've got for something in the moment for a bridge one year, two year deal for some whatever that does nothing for us. And we got nothing in return. They go off somewhere else and they're successful elsewhere, but not here. So I love the fact that Garen is keeping the young bucks here, trading in for more and more players. Um, I, I want to see the prospect pool and Judd and those guys really be successful because then you get players like Kaprizov. You get players like a Boldy or a Rossi that 
maybe get looked over or overlooked by somebody else, or maybe you, you got, can play. Yeah, him. I mean, you got two Russians, Russian studs coming up with yeah. Murat Kuzadinov, Yurov. Um, I, I mean, those two alone. Dude, the future is bright. Yeah, they just—they're—they're they're, gotta get there. You, get out of your tunnel vision. We just—we yep. <laughs> just, yeah, we just gotta see the bigger uh, picture. Yep, see the bigger picture, and just—and it's tough right now. I mean, again, we're on a three-game losing. This is the second three-plus-game losing streak so far this season. So I wanted to touch on that. Uh, I finally found those lines that I was talking about. Yeah, oh, for practice That they today. changed it up on practice today. Talk to us. This is from your boy Russo. Hey. Um, Shout out Mike Russo. The big, he says, I'm just going to quote all of this Send because it. it's good and it's on yep. Twitter, X, Send whatever. Um, Russo says, no Kirill Kaprizov in today's wild practice, Nick Patan. Is it Patan or Patan? I it's can't Patan. remember. It's Patan. That's what I thought. Patan, a placeholder on Kirill's line. So the big change in practice is a reunion of last March's dominant Johansson, Eriksson, Ek, Boldy line, Rossi with Zuccarello, and Patan, Kirill, um, and then Hartman between Maroon and Felino. That's a beefy line. I was just about to say, Honestly, I kind of like that line. That's why, like, just leave that line. Yeah. Leave Hartman. That's a perfect third line yeah. right there. I agree. Don't, don't change that. That's game. a that's a that's a big line, boys. Yeah. Don't, that's don't, a big line. Yeah. Don't mess with that line. I'm not so, mad about that. Thanks, Russo, for the insight. Yeah. As always, I know Russo's a huge fan of the Banner with the Boys podcast. So great to great to have him contributing. <laughs> we'll we'll have him on here uh, in the future, <laughs> hopefully. <Yep. laughs> Funny enough, he did uh, <laughs> he did shit on Kyle once. I did ask him uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Russo or what was it, Brodeen and Faber. About I sent a screenshot yeah, the best, of the group the best tandem. Yeah. yeah best yep. tandem in the NHL for the defensive pairing was Brodina Faber. He one just of replied, the best. LOL. You wait, you so you messaged her so yeah. I sent a screenshot of the group chat. Yeah. yeah. Did you? I didn't yep. see it. And he said LOL. Yep. I said point. I said one of the best. Yep. Yes. Not the best, but one of the best. Yep. Yeah. If not potential to be the Damn, best. Damn, got an LOL from Russo. I think it's a hey. good take. But... I love Russo, man. Russo's great. A lot of people hate on him. He'll, he'll just he'll just have to wait. Hey, like, hey, he'll have to come on the banner and tell Kyle to his face. If we're Russo, come on, step up, dog. You know, if we're finally healthy and Brodine and Faber are together, just watch out. Watch, just watch them, and uh, we'll see. I mean, they're plus minus uh, seven, plus seven for Brodine, plus three for Faber. Um, But yeah, they've been split up through this whole mess because the defense have been struggling so yeah 10 uh 10 total games with those guys paired up this season in 15 games so far so two-thirds of the season they've been paired up together i'm not surprised to see those numbers plus seven plus three for those two guys obviously favors a young buck i'm yep. not i'm not upset to see that so no and he did make that one mistake i, I forgot what game it was he but did but it was that was after. that pinch it yeah was, yeah you know he did after that though oh he was like yeah i shouldn't have done that 100 he, he he's like yep that's that's an adult that's a mature Hockey player, that's an adult yep. decision. That is that is a man's taking that ass chewing for your mistake. And I love it. Own up to it. Tell everybody what it is, and that's just how it goes. And I love it. So yep. rookies make or yeah, rookies make mistakes. So I agree. I'll just learn from it. I agree. Well, boys, this has been a fun one. This is a good uh, a good little stopping point here. Coming up next, you have the Sweden game. Guys are traveling, playing this weekend in Sweden, bright and early, 10 a.m. Central Time. So make sure you got your coffee ready to go. Watch the boys play in Sweden. It's kind of a fun, uh, fun little thing that the NHL is doing this year. Some overseas games. Kyle, any parting thoughts for this episode? Nah, I, I, I'm hoping for a wild uh, six, six, one, six, nothing win um, for the for the Wild this um, this next game here in Sweden. You got the you got Brodeen in his hometown. You got, you got Wallstead in his hometown, even though he's not playing. And then I think who's the who's the other Swede? Be? Oh, Eric Sinek. Eric Sinek. So yep. be a nice nice little. Uh, um, 
house party in yeah. Sweden for them. So it's gonna be a hopefully, fun. hopefully a six-one win. That's uh, that's my prediction. It'll be a fun trip. Smelty, what do you think, buddy? <sighs> I don't know. I that I was just... pretty bold. Six. It's probably gonna be a close game, <laughs> but I think I think I think they win. I think they win. If it's not six-one, it's it's gonna be a three-two, four-two game. We win. I just want to see improvement uh, from the team as a whole. Whether we win or lose, yes, a win would obviously be an improvement. But depending on how we lose, it could potentially be an improvement as well. I just want to see our play be better. And stay uh, out of the damn box. And stay out of the damn box. That's I think a, I just That's saw, another one. What was it? I, I put my computer away now, but I think Duheim, du, uh, has, uh, Duheim my bad, yeah. has uh, 34 penalty minutes. Yeah. Leads the team. He took a bad one last game. I think Eck was second at 24. So that's that's quite a... F- I mean, that's... Come on, man. A lot you, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you don't take penalties, I think they're in majority of these games i mean I, they probably win a couple who knows but yeah they just need to stay out of the box and power play needs to be a lot better too we can talk talk about that on next episode if it doesn't improve um next game but they gotta score on the on the power play my gosh and stop giving shit up on the penalty kill at the same time yep, that's so too. pretty much the special team the game special of hockey teams. as a whole the wild need to improve on right now who would have thought right well, on that note, boys, this has been a great episode. Thank you guys so much for your time tonight. It's been great to hang out with you and talk some wild puck. Well, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Please make sure you check out the next one. And, uh, yeah, boys, we'll see you in the next week. If you have any comments, leave them below. <laughs> Don't judge us on our math. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more banter with the boys.